Good morning. I want to talk just um, a little bit about Jesus Christ's crucifixion. I think a lot of in Christianity today, some look over the fact of what a um, horrible physical death uh, crucifixion was at the time, as uh, crucifixion was uh, at the time reserved for the worst of criminals. In, in Jesus' case, uh, it, it seemed that just about everyone contributed to this. The Jewish religious leaders, you know, the Sanhedrin and Pharisees, the, the, the Gentile Roman government, and, and a mob of people, they all demanded his death. We have to ask why. Why is the most important uh, part of this? And, you know, it all started in a small village not far from Jerusalem uh, in Israel. At about 30 years of age, Jesus began teaching people about life uh, and about how to conduct oneself and about his father, our father, God. Crowds were always drawn to him. He was such a wonderful, eloquent teacher. Everything about Jesus was markedly different from the times uh, ruling uh, religious leaders, you know, the Pharisees and, and Sanhedrin. Jesus welcomed not only the wealthy and powerful, but he also welcomed the sinners, the prostitutes, the poor, diseased, and the marginalized. Jesus called people to believe in him, saying things like, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Why did people listen to Jesus? Well, they listened to Jesus because of what they saw. Because, you know, remember at the time, there was no social media where people could, you know, bombard with, with nonsense. But they, they listened to Jesus because through his actions and what they saw and heard. Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, on mountain, on hillsides, and in the sea, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. The blind could see, the lame could walk, lepers were freed from their leprosy. Jesus, um, on more, more, more than one time, but you know, he, he fed a destitute crowd of 4,000 people, starting with just a handful of fish and loaves of bread. It's documented that he did it again with 5,000 people. Once during a raging storm at sea, Jesus stood and commanded the wind and rain to stop suddenly bringing calm. His uh, soon-to-be disciples, the men in the boat, asked, Who is this that even the wind and seas obey him? Several times, Jesus brought back dead people to life. Seeing all these fabulous miracles, you know, it's no wonder that crowds followed Jesus and, uh, and word of his uh, miracles uh, quickly spread. So why was Jesus crucified? Well, 
as Jesus taught the crowds, he was also very critical of the ruling religious authorities, Pharisees and the, the Pharisees and, and Sanhedrin and that and the ruling the religious leaders, they flaunted their positions at all times. They insisted on obedience to their demanding rituals, laws, and traditions. Jesus said of them, they tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders. And, and in direct challenge to them, he said, You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And not... They were teaching the, the commandments, laws of man and not God. For example, one of their religious law regarded no work on the Sabbath, no cooking, no walking a certain distance, no carrying objects, etc. It was more restrictive than restful. And quite frankly, you could say that it was so restrictive that you were working to you know, not disobey this, these laws. It was just, it was madness. And on a Sabbath day, uh, Jesus healed a man who had been disabled for 38 years. Jesus told the man to pick up his mat and walk. Uh, this was on a Sabbath, mind you. The man stood up and for the first time in 38 years, he could walk. The Pharisees and the Pharisee spies saw him and said, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to carry your mat. Jesus was constantly healing people and performing miracles, and he did not stop on the Sabbath. He, you know, the set, he got a lot done on the Sabbath. When, when the Pharisees confronted Jesus for working, you know, which for Jesus' work was healing people, so when, when the Pharisees confronted Jesus for, for healing people on the Sabbath, Jesus said to them, My father is working until now, and I am working. We're told uh, that this is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. A lot of people you know, banter about different you know, reasons, but that's because not only was you know, Jesus... Uh, breaking the Sabbath in the eyes of the Pharisees. But he was also even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus said to know him was to know God. To see him was to see God. To believe in him was to believe in God. To receive him was to receive God. To hate him was to hate God, and to honor him was to honor God, because in fact, Jesus was God incarnate. Watching the massive crowds follow Jesus, the Pharisees and the Sadducees decided to be rid of Jesus once and for all and regain their authority amongst the people. They arrested Jesus and brought him before the high priest who asked Jesus 
Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus mildly, simply answered, I am, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. This Jesus is referring to the final judgment of the world. The high priest immediately charged Christ with blasphemy for claiming to be a god, um, and they all condemned him as deserving death. Because the Jewish laws did not allow for capital punishment, the religious leaders, the crafty devils they were, uh, brought Jesus before the occupying Roman Gentile government and demanded the death sentence. So, therefore, both Jews and Gentiles participated in Jesus' death. Pontius Pilate, he was the, uh, the Roman governor or uh, prefect of that area. He had the final say. Pontius Pilate uh, believed that Jesus should be set free. He wanted nothing to do with this. But the Pharisees and the Sadducees kept stirring up the crowds to a mob frenzy and demanded that Jesus be put to death. Even when Pontius would allow, you know, because of that day, uh, that he would release a uh, man uh, condemned, they wouldn't, didn't want Jesus released. They, they wanted Barabbas. A murderer. I mean, at the time, he was, oh, the equivalent of all kinds of bad things, Barabbas. Oh, they wanted him released. So that kind of tells you the mob frenzy that was going on. As they continued to cry out, crucify him, crucify him. Finally, Pilate gave in to the crowd's demands, but he washed his hands in front of the crowd to signify he was and that's where we get this um, attic today when someone says, I wash my hands of this. They're, they're basically, what that means is they're, they're not complicit. They're not, you know, going along with what's being said. Um, they don't agree with it. Uh, they're not going to do it, really. I mean, but in this case, he did. So they're washing their hands of it. None of what was happening surprised Jesus. Because many times prior to his crucifixion, Jesus told his disciples that he was going to be arrested, beaten, and crucified. He also said that three days after being buried, he would come back to life. Although he spoke of it metaphorically, and over time, his disciples learned to understand or at least know what was coming, even though they didn't, they didn't want that to happen. The soldiers, the Roman soldiers, took Jesus and they created a wreath of long thorns and they pressed it into his head and they beat him mercilessly and they, they flogged him with a cat of nine tails, which is, cat of nine tails doesn't do this whip justice. It actually sounds like just an angry cat with a lot of tails, but it was a whip with multiple bone and metal-tipped ends. Forty lashes were often enough to kill a person, if not less. They then nailed Jesus, his wrists and feet, to a cross where he hung and died 
of a very slow suffocation and heart failure. A spear was then thrust into his side to confirm his death. Now I'm not really speaking to every last detail because quite frankly, no one knows what Jesus went through. We only know what other people have gone through uh, by finding their bodies and uh, you know the physiological manifestation of what happens when you are crucified. It's horrible. I mean, I, I've read about this and I, and I actually just read about this this morning of um, some uh, bodies that they found from people that had been crucified during, around this time. And uh, what they can make of the of the uh, of the body, the broken legs and everything. So Jesus' death on the cross was was not merely the natural consequences of his miracles and statements. Jesus was not at their mercy, you know, the mortals' mercy. Jesus, throughout his time, his short time on earth had already proved that he had absolute power over nature, disease, and even death. He healed so many people, even bringing back people to life after being dead and in a tomb such as Lazarus for four days. Jesus could have stepped off the cross at any moment. This, in fact, was the equivalent of someone bending over and putting their head under water and choosing to deliberately drown when they had the power to raise their head at any moment. Jesus chose to die. Prior to Jesus' rest, he said, No one takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own choosing. He did so purposely. It was planned and it was intentional. To varying degrees, we, we act in ways that are opposed to God's ways. Just take a quick scan of the news on any given day. You know, racism, hate, murder, sexual abuse, greed, corruption, terrorism, wars, etc. just goes on and on and on, sadly. As people, we have a great way of messing up our lives and the lives of others, unfortunately. God sees us as a lost and blind, and we are under his judgment for our ways. God says that the penalty for sin is death. This is why in the Old Testament you see God instructing the Israelites to sacrifice a lamb once a year for the forgiveness of their sins. The lamb died in their place, but that was a temporary forgiveness. They had to do this each year. When Jesus came, the, the prophet uh, John the Baptist said this about Jesus. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus came to take the penalty for humanity's sin, for our sin. And he did so in our place. And it's a lasting forgiveness. Rather than us die and be permanently, eternally separated from God, Jesus paid for our sins on the cross in order 
that we could be ever forgiven and have eternal life. This and this only is exactly why Jesus came as our Savior to save us from God's judgment, condemnation, and payment for our sin. Any sin you have ever committed or will do, Jesus was aware of while hanging on the cross, Jesus took the punishment for our sins for us. Anyone who will invite Jesus into their lives and accept his free gift of forgiveness in eternal life will begin a never-ending relationship with him. John states in the Bible, we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. Jesus explicitly stated, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who has sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but he has passed from death to life. Say these things in Jesus' name. Amen.